0: Welcome to Salam Nerds podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo yo yo! It's Salam Nerds. My name is A.K.A. Watch here, boy. Yes. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10:30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, yo, yo. Salam nerds. It's your boy, Neves, a.k.a. Watch with Neves, and I'm here with my co-host, Jeff, a.k.a. DJ. You know what, Jeff? You should be the host of today's episode, because I'm having a lot of technical difficulties, man. You you come up with your own nickname today. Oh. Uh, Jazz, bro.
1: DJ Jazz? <laughs> I don't know.
0: DJ Jazz. All right, listen, guys. Sorry, I've been out of commission for a while. A uh, lot of reasons for that, number one. I had a wedding to attend to, so shout out to my friend Ariba, who just got married. Uh, it was an amazing wedding, had a lot of fun. I did feel a little under the weather afterwards, so I thought I had COVID, but I do not. I got COVID tested. I'm just a little bitch, so it's really not that bad. Uh, but I do have a little bit of a cold, and uh, my ears are popped, so I cannot uh, hear that well. And also, since I took some of my stuff to uh, you know, Arizona to possibly do a podcast, I brought it back and none of my stuff works anymore. So it's like the story of our lives. Every time we take our stuff anywhere and we bring it back, we have to redo all of the troubleshooting. So I am on my phone currently and hopefully Jazz can pick up the slack here. What's up, Jazz? I'll
1: work on it. I'll try and work miracles today. We'll see.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Why don't you introduce me to our guest?
1: do we need to introduce Ski? he's been on the show for what four episodes so far he's our one piece expert uh one of my best friends like Ski, what else <laughs>
2: uh one day we'll find the one piece together That's let's, part do
0: of it. The let's do it and by the one piece we mean like love and marriage and happiness <laughs> exactly and friendship all right and friendship Exactly. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. Listen, um, this was a fun episode because uh, this is the episode we get to meet our friend Sanji. Let's go around and talk about how we feel about Sanji in the anime and now in the show. Uh do you want to go first?
2: Skylar Taz or is it Taz Skylar? That, that's Taz his name? Skyler. Taz Skylar. Taz yeah. Skylar. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the Netflix um, YouTube related content that they had. There was one where he was doing his audition tape and I think um, there's like where the other cast members watch their audition tapes and they're all just saying how amazing he looked, how like perfect he was for the, uh, for the, for the position. But uh, generally speaking, I think once again, hit it on the nail. They have casted the perfect person uh, for this position as well. Like even during his casting, I think he started to learn more about chef, like how to be a chef on the spot, how to uh, kick, kickbox or kick use like kick moves and all this stuff so and doing his own stunts as, as far as i heard
0: yeah he did a lot of his own stunts and what's really cool is they recorded all of this stuff pre the strike so they were able to use previously used images and, and videos and every time i see them on tiktok there's a little warning on the bottom saying hey this was previously recorded to make sure people don't think these guys are scabbing which i think is pretty funny <laughs> huh.
2: jazz here on mute
1: we support SAG and we support WAG. Let's get it done.
0: Yeah, yeah. It Looks like they've been in which I'm it negotiations for hundreds of hours. So hopefully, um, it can get done. If we can finally have some, like you know, celebrities on our show and start, you know, promoting, because even though we've been doing podcasts, we haven't been promoting our podcast at all. So we can go back to doing that, and that'll be really cool. Uh, all right. So, uh, Jazz, what are your thoughts about Sanji?
1: Uh, as Keep said, they nailed the casting on the head. Um, the fact that this guy can actually cook in real life now, like, it just makes me so happy. And then his kicking, like, he was told he has to be able to raise his leg over his head. And then he got it done. Like, he is legitimately putting all of his effort into being the perfect Sanji, and I'm very happy about it.
0: That's really cool. I didn't know he could do that. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I thought Sanji was like an Indian name. I thought, like, when I first heard uh, about this character, I thought he was like an Indian guy. Then I saw him, and I'm like, oh, he, he's French. And it's like, makes sense. French, French culinary cooking, all of that stuff. I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, I was very curious why he got, how he got the name Sanji. It sounds very Indian to me.
2: Well, San also means three in Japanese, but we'll get to uh-huh. that later.
0: Okay. All right. Very cool. So, all right. Uh, at the end of the last episode, basically we find out that Garp is luffy's grandfather something that we do not know in the anime for a while which i thought was pretty cool um and they start throwing cannons at the going mary and as they try to throw cannons back um, Usap doesn't really know what he's doing. He's uh he's kind of just lying about how he knows how to use the cannon. He tried to put in the cannon from the back and I'm just like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Um, uh, yeah, good effort, good effort. Um, the only brother who knows what they're doing is um what do you call it? Uh Nami. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Uh poor uh, Zoro doesn't even know what port means and like <laughs> it's just really funny. And then when they start shooting cannonballs, Luffy inflates himself like a balloon and shoots it back at him, uh, saying he didn't know he could do that himself, uh, which is really cool because we do see him do that in the anime, and in the anime, he does that quite a bit. So I thought that was really cool to see. Uh, I was a little skeptical about how it would look in CGI in, in live action, but it didn't look half bad. What are your thoughts of the, the little balloon maneuver that he did, Skeep?
2: Yeah, well, in the anime, actually, the gum-gum balloon, uh, he actually uses it against Buggy, and this is just one of the things that um, is kind of changed in the anime. And he actually, uh, when he was on the island, when he was a young kid, he would always test out his moves like Gum Gum Pistol and Gum Gum Whip, and Balloon was one of them. Uh, but yes, Garp did throw one of his Meteor Fist uh, throws, uh, which is his signature throwing the cannonball and try to wreck, wreck ships, and Luffy was able to project it. And it's really good. It's really good arsenal in his uh, form of weapons against other
0: enemies. Oh, I had no idea that was one of Garp's uh, official move. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jazz, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I believe it's Garp's Meteor.
0: Meteor Fist technique.
1: Yeah, right. And so he's known as Garp the Fist for a reason. Like, his punches can, like, quite literally knock out anybody. Um, he's mm-hmm. gone on, take on Legends with just his bare hands. And he got the nickname Hero of the Marines because you'll find out later. But there was a fight. And he was just fighting with his bare hands the entire time. That's how strong this man actually is. And he's not even his prime anymore. In his prime, he was way stronger. So seeing the meteor fist and just using his hands to throw cannonballs, literally. Like, it was just phenomenal. And the damage that they were doing, amazing. This was actually very true to the anime. Um, Unfortunately, the anime, you see this uh, right after the Enny's lobby arc is when he does this in the anime. So, Neves you're pretty close there. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, but they do show this in the anime, and this just held up perfectly. So, yeah. I thought it was great.
2: And Garp okay. also, despite his losses against Luffy, he always laughs because he's enjoying Luffy's progression of success. Mm. Okay, let's
1: be real. Garp is toying with Luffy. If you want <laughs> to take him down, he can totally take him down at any point. Oh, 100- yeah,
0: he he does. He does say at a boy when he's he's a little impressed by Luffy. So, I, I totally believe that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but 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 given back to the reason why I said that he enjoys Luffy because he uh he uh at Mount Kobolu, which is the location where Don Island is located in the East Blue? Garpa used to take Luffy, and he wanted to train him to become a marine. But Luffy, the whole time, was like, "I want to be a pirate." So there's actually a flashback that. Uh, Ani, do you want to go over the flashback?
0: Yeah, uh, but before going to flashback, uh, we we do see a little bit of after uh, they escape. Uh, we do see a conversation with Luffy and Zoro where Nami goes that's your first mate you want to talk to him about what just happened and Zoro goes over to him and he goes how you doing he goes good he goes "Uh, you want to talk about it he's like nope good talk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I thought that was really, really funny about their about their relationship. So I didn't want to mention that. But uh yeah, we can go into the flashback and they he wants to build a pirate ship and his grandfather sees it and he kind of just destroys it and says, I'm gonna train you and your training starts now, which I thought was really cool because in the anime you don't see Luffy as a great fighter and how he's been trained, but in here you kind of get an idea that Lucy, Luffy, Luffy already knows how to fight. And in this flashback, it kind of explains that his grandfather was actually teaching him when he was young, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Skeeb, you want to talk about that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Skib, did you yeah, I heard did you the same thing I thought?
2: Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say that in the private chat. Uh, we'll get to oh, that later, yeah. too. We'll get to that later, too. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, like I was saying, they're on Mount Kobulu, uh in, in a location uh, in the East Blue. And if you can see a lot of the details, there's smoke happening in the background. That is also kind of alluding to uh, a certain area where they throw trash uh, in, the, in this area. Um, and that's kind of famous in the One Piece world as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so you're right. Luffy always wants to be a pirate and Garpo wants to train him to become a Marine. And that's kind of like the backstory and like the, the clash of what they have going on.
0: Yeah. So in this story, we see that Garp uh, hires Mihawk to track down Luffy and kind of, you know, uh, uh, bring him in alive, which is really cool. But then we get to learn about these characters who are one of the seven warlords uh, of the pirate world. And they were pirates whose bounties were canceled. So they get to do whatever they want and they have to do a few deeds for like the, the world order or whatever. And it's pretty funny because we see Kobe have a lot of problems with it. He goes, Hey, I came here to treat everyone equally. And Kobe and Garp have a heart-to-heart conversation saying, hey, listen, you got to know how the real world works. Are you prepared to, to do this? And he says, I still believe that the Marines, even though they're not doing everything by the book, there are what's, you know, between us and anarchy. So it's really cool to see, like, where Garp's line is, where Kobe's line is, and where all these seven warlords of, like, the pirate world are. And I thought that was really, really cool. Do you guys have any thoughts on that?
1: The Shibukai system. That's what it's called in the anime. It's ah. fascinating when you think about it. Um, really, what it is is that, like you said, there are seven pirates. They're incredibly strong, and their bounties haven't canceled so long as they work with the world government when they're called upon. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but Kobe said it perfectly, actually, that this doesn't feel right. And later on in the anime, you will see what happens and why it's. You know he feels the way he feels so this one little sentence that kobe says is just amazing foreshadowing for the live action viewers because you will get to see some incredible incredible screenplay written just from that one line so i'm Mm. excited to introduce it early on
0: very cool ski what are your thoughts
2: yeah like you're like you mentioned um in this episode, Kobe learns that the Marines have to bend the law sometimes. And yes, the world government has legalized piracy when it comes to the per- for their own purposes, uh, turning turning dangerous criminals into the warlords and making sure that um, the warlords have free reign of the of whatever they want. So, for example, Mihawk can sail wherever he wants and he'll never get in trouble. That's just the freedom that they, he's he's been given as a warlord of the sea. Um, but as long as whenever there's something that comes up in the world government, they have to come at a moment's notice. So, um, um, yeah, they're basically like the, the 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 war dogs of the government. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and you're right. Um, Garp was like sometimes uh, in this society, you have to kind of bend these rules in order to kind of control it at the same time. And Kobe's against it. But I think Kobe leans towards it later on, too.
0: Mm.
2: yeah All right. it's gonna so come we...
1: back for sure and uh, one other thing I want to mention is that if the it's like a nuclear deterrent right we have these nukes if you mess with the world government we will use these nukes against you yes and mm-hmm. that's how this whole system came to be um, one other thing I want to mention is that if the warlords don't answer the call they do lose their status so whatever the world government wants they have to do if they're gonna say hey no more attacking villages. They'll have to do it. Now, oddly enough, in the anime, sometimes they don't say that. So we get to see the dark side of this world. And yes. I'm hoping to see the live action very soon because I believe the next season should start off with one of the warlords. Yes. And so what, really I also, hyped about that.
2: what I also love about the warlords is that there's seven of them. And as we know, we only know one. And his name is Mihawk. And so something that correlates to the other warlords is that they're kind of named after animals. Oh, the appearance of animals and we'll get that get to that when we eventually get to the seven other seven
0: warlords six warlords. okay very cool so what are your thoughts of this live action mihawk i thought he was really cool looking with the contacts and the big sword uh and the tiny sword and we also see him take out um don uh what's his name krieg. Krieg. Oh, krieg yeah and uh he was a character that was a little bit had a bigger role in the anime but i guess they shortened his role uh in this one what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah, so Yoru Yoru is the sword that Mihawk has. And it's a black blade sword, which means it's one of the most powerful swords in the, in the One Piece world. And that actually works really well for Mihawk because he's the greatest swordsman in the world. Uh, and going back, um, he uses Yoru to literally slice one of Don Creek's galleons. Don Creek is, is a, a re- really notorious pirate. He has about, uh, I think, 50,000 men and 50 ships. So uh, you can easily see Mihawk slash it from a distance. But in the scene as we're watching it, he's actually uh using a bluetooth uh snail like if we've seen earlier. And he's talking to to Garp and they're conversing about how Garp has to, has to send, send him on a mission to go find Luffy. But in the meantime, he's fighting Don Krieg and in the scene we see a defeated Pearl on the ground. Um Pearl is one of um uh Don Krieg's first commanders in 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 his army. And we don't really get a name, we don't really see a face, but we just see him on the ground. And Don Krieg, they kind of gave him a watered down version because in the anime he has uh different sets of guns. Uh he has two in his hands, all over. And yes, you're right, he did play a pivotal role in the uh Baroti Barit Barita. Sorry, uh Sanji's like story arc. Barati. Barati, Sanji's story arc. And they did lower it for a little bit. And um, as you see, Don Krieg shoots a bullet. Mihawk slices it in half, which is kind of an allude back to the anime, because in the anime uh, he, like, pivots the bullet away, Uh, and then uh, it just, it basically kills two of Don Krieg's men, and he's able to apprehend Don Krieg in an instant.
0: Uh, Very cool. Yeah, that that was a great uh, introduction to Mihawk. So yeah, we do get to see him, and unfortunately, he takes him out really, really early, and then he makes his way to the Barati. Now let's talk about the Barati. So it's a fish ship that is a restaurant and uh they find it because luffy can smell meat and soy sauce and butter and he decides hey let's go here so the gang goes there they eat a lot of food um but to pay for this food they don't have money so what they decide to do is luffy decides to write an iou and he goes you know i'll pay it once i'm king of the pirates and they're like, well, that's not going to happen. You're going to be our chore boy, which is really interesting, different from what happens in the anime because in the anime, he accidentally destroys the captain's room by landing in it or something like that, if I recall. Uh, so it's a little bit different, but I guess they did it to speed up the story. Uh, and then Sanji is the chef. He is the greatest chef in the, what is it, the East Blue. Uh, but he has his dream of seeing the All Blue. Now, the All Blue is a place that uh, where the West, East, North, south all come together and it's called the old blue and you get fish from every region seaweed from every region spices from every region and it's a dream for a cook to actually be there uh so that's his dream and what he wants to do um and he's kind of just stuck at this restaurant at the moment and he's not even allowed to create some of the best dishes that he wants because sailors just want meat medium well and whatever and he's like well this is trash food i want to cook something really good uh was Z- Z- Zeff, i believe is the guy that he works for he gets really mad he makes him be a waiter for the day uh and this is where he meets our gang and he meets nami and obviously he has a big crush on nami but he had a big crush on almost every woman he sees but i for this show we only really see him have a crush on nami um what are your thoughts with the introduction of sanji
2: well, uh once again, uh Sanji, yes, the assistant chef was uh was, was awesome. I think he, they also watered down a little bit of his flirtiness because in the anime he, as you're saying, flirts with every single woman that is in Baratier and kind of is the charming guy. Um, but yes, really enjoyed seeing this. Um going back to what he did earlier is that he created this true bluefin tuna satay made out of elephant tuna. And this is all this is actually from the uh, a manga series called shogelaki no sanji and uh this is like a mini series off that doesn't really have to like relate to the one piece world of uh, just like a one of those spin-offs and in the series you get a lot of like fish that are rare fish that also get to be seen in the anime but also not in the anime and the true flu uh, uh blue tuna is one of them and that's like the the dish that he made
0: Mm, very cool ah, i had no idea that's pretty cool jazz what are your thoughts
2: okay so
1: i know they dialed him down a bit but i was kind of hoping to see it in full like full effect because the way they introduce sanji here especially to the patrons of the restaurant right in the anime uh <laughs> there was an admiral a uh, full body and he w- well, an admiral but uh he was, a lieutenant. was lieutenant lieutenant that's what it was yeah i couldn't remember his rank um he was trying to like show off to this one girl he was like oh wow this bottle of wine it's from this region from this time period blah 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 and sanji's just like no it's not and just walks mm-hmm. away and then there's an actual fight between sanji and full body here there's a fight between two other patients a pirate who's like i'm not gonna pay and blah blah blah. And then, yeah mm-hmm. and then sanji puts him down which you know it's a good way to introduce him but at the same time i kind of wish it showed more of his anime personality and that wouldn't have been that too hard to do so i i was kind of upset about that uh but again it's it's fine i guess like in the grand scheme of things i might be being too picky here uh i thought it was just fun the way they were introduced and you know i'm looking forward to see what happens uh one thing i do want to talk about before we get into the next uh segment is that when they were first coming into the baratier uh, Luffy's like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna be king of the pirates, give me a seat. And the uh, Mander D was like, Nope, don't know who mm-hmm. you are, don't care until Nami slips him some money. Then they actually get seated. And it was yeah. really funny when Zoro couldn't sit down because his swords are on his right side. So he was trying <laughs> to get in from the right side of the curved uh booth. Then he's like, Nope, I'm just on the left side. And that's it, it was so good because I feel like that's something you know that wasn't in the anime. But at the same time, that's something that would happen in real life, and they held true to it. Like they didn't try to like CGI it, they didn't try to like screw that up. <laughs> they just made it work, and it was so funny and good. I actually enjoyed that at the anime or sorry in the live action a bit more than the anime. I,
0: I did also enjoy that. I thought that part was really funny. But I do want to go back to Sanjay. Now, you guys watched the show when you were a lot younger. You watched it back in the nineties or wherever. Um, I'm watching it now, and in a pre-post Me Too era, I find sanji in the anime very creepy and pervy in in, to be to be honest and i am actually glad they dialed him down a little bit because he comes off really pervy in in the anime and i i believe like if you're watching it back in the 90s or the 2000s it probably doesn't you know click for you because a lot of stuff we got away with back then but like I watch some of the stuff now and he's a little, he's a little creepy. Like he, there's parts of him that are chivalrous and really good. And I'm glad they kept that part in his personality, but I wouldn't mind if they, they toned down a little bit of the the perviness, which we see in some of the other seasons. maybe i need to rewatch it because i don't remember that at all (laughs) yeah there's 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 some parts there he's a a little (laughs) there's some parts where he's just like you know uh, making sure that they wear skimpy outfits and uh, like peeping and doing a lot of weird stuff yeah Yeah,
2: we see peeping tom sanji yeah yeah i don't remember this at all (laughs) and he has uh he gets these constant nosebleeds often i think later in the series and that's still very canon to the series there's at least one or two episodes that deal with him trying to get blood transfused back back in him because he's lost so much blood becoming very pervy so yes uh pretty good that they did dial this down another thing they did dial down was his twirly eyebrows oh with yeah eyebrows is a very significant eyebrows. trait for his family for him um just generally speaking genetics wise and so um what will what they'll do about this later on in the series, we'll figure that out seasons later on. But yes, I wish Usopp had his long nose, Sanji had his twirly eyebrows, but here we are.
0: Yeah, hey, you know, it is what it is. I feel like purposely uh, it might have been distracting uh, and they didn't want that purposely, but who knows? Maybe, maybe not. We'll, we'll, all right, let's go into a little bit about... Uh, Luffy being the chore boy and having to do these dishes, he gets a little bit more insight in Sanji and he realizes that he wants Sanji to be part of his crew uh, because he has a dream and he has a soft spot for people who have dreams. So we see Sanji and Luffy connecting, but on the other side, the team is just drinking and having a good time and Usopp is out there running his mouth and Mihawk seems to uh, catch a wind of what he's talking about. While this is happening, Zoro and... Nami played this game where they try to see who knows each other better by playing a drinking game, which to me is just like to further the plot along so, to get us a little bit of an idea of like what mm-hmm. they are. So he talks about how he had one friend and she t- talks about how she came from a small village and didn't have any friends. Um, and when Mihawk shows up, Zoro challenges him to a duel. And at this point, Nami's like, what are you idiots doing? And we kind of see the, wheels in her head spinning and we're like this is where she's going to betray them and she starts finding out like how can i go to the island where she's from and leave these guys but she also doesn't want zorro to die and fight this guy because she thinks he's not good enough uh what are your thoughts about that whole exchange
2: Yeah, it's a little bit different from the anime. Uh, Yes, Nami is trying to get back to her island or trying to leave this area. Uh, What she does in the anime is that she steals the Going Mary. And um, that leaves Luffy, Sanji, Usopp, and Zoro stranded, trying to figure out what they need to do. Uh, in the manga sorry in the live action they actually give nami a little bit more personality they uh, she a little bit more empathy towards the crew she's been bonding with this crew it kind of shows that they're building this sort of friendship and so she does stay behind and she watches the fight against zoro and yes she cares so much about zoro that she doesn't want to see him die
0: exactly
1: i was wondering how they're gonna do this because um when we first had nami's betrayal in the anime you know i really didn't like her and i was like how are you gonna play this to where it works out and in the live action surprisingly it worked kind of better the way i see yeah
0: it. i think so too
1: mm-hmm. like it wasn't the betrayal of them just like stealing a ship it was a whole nother level of betrayal which I'm not sure if it happened in this episode or the next episode. We'll get back to that. Cause I think uh arlong comes in the next episode, right? In the live action?
0: Yes, he comes in the next episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll get to that later. Uh but right here, um let's get back to this episode then. Um with Mihawk then. Uh Mihawk showing up the way he did uh he almost seems a little bit goofier because in the anime he's just so stern and serious and in the live action he's a bit more go with the flow i'm gonna have some fun which i always imagined mihawk to be right i didn't imagine him to be as serious as he was even in the anime and so seeing him in the vision that i always wanted him to see him made me very happy then live action he's a bit more laid back and a bit more easygoing and fun loving
0: hmm okay I, I did find it interesting where mihawk uh he sees uh zorro and he he accepts the challenge uh and the next day when he sees them he he does see luffy and he goes i like that hat which i was like hmm he's he's seen that hat before he it is right he's seen that hat before he kind of knows what's going on so the things are thinking but what i really love about this is that nami's trying to convince. Uh, Zoro to not take on this fight. And Luffy says, Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. And then Zoro says, What was the first thing that I told you when we met? And he goes, I'm never gonna join your crew. He goes, Oh, not that other thing. I hunt your kind for a living. No, not that thing. And he goes, Oh, <laughs> you made a promise to become the world's greatest swordsman, and that's your dream. And he goes, Nami's like, aren't you gonna say anything? He goes, I'm not gonna stand in the way of anybody's dream that's his code that's his morals and mm-hmm. no matter what happens he'll never stand in the way of somebody's dream which you mm-hmm. learn so much about luffy in that one instance and i think that's so great uh and he's like no i'm gonna let Zoro do his thing and she's like he could die he goes it is what it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny uh, that you mentioned this scene because you know, in the anime, we think of Luffy as someone even more goofy. Yeah. But here in this scene, he seems so mature and so smart. And I'm like, I like this new Luffy. Like, this is cool. Give me more yeah. of this. So I'm very happy they put the scene in here.
0: What about you, Ski?
2: Yeah I enjoyed the scene as well like you're, I think you, you you summarized it very well saying that uh, he should never get in someone's way for following their dreams yet nami is very empathetic and she really wants Zoro not to do it so what do you do in this situation who makes the call i guess Zoro, Yeah. I, at the end of the day
0: also one thing i do want to mention uh, we have some flash uh like some t- we get some scenes in the baratier and then we get some t- scenes in general garps or admiral garps ship. And what you notice the camera work is done so well because it's actually like going back and forth. Like you're on a ship and you see things like lanterns and stuff swinging as if like it's in the sea. And this is such great attention to detail because the, Bartier is standing still whereas garp ship is sailing on the ocean and you just see like things just swinging back and forth and even the camera just dips left and right i thought that was really really cool you don't see that in the anime uh because you know it's a cartoon basically but in live action they put emphasis on that whenever they're in a boat that's moving and i thought that was really really cool i don't know if you guys caught that
2: yeah yeah i did uh, and the, the, the thing about this, too, is that the Baratier was actually a ship that's in the middle of the ocean. Uh, but for the anime, the live action, they actually have it docked so that more people could be able to join and, uh, you know, um, dock their ships as well uh, and, and enjoy the restaurant. But yes, you're right. Uh, the attention to detail is something that's very amazing. And I'm glad that they actually put this into the live action.
0: All right. Uh, let's talk about the big fight between Zoro and Mihawk because I thought that was really really cool and obviously I think every single fight in this anime is uh, sorry, in this live action is not going to be as good as the anime because animes are known for fights like they're just incredible fights but how do you think this shaped up in terms of what you were expecting and what you got? Uh, Jazz?
1: I thought it held up really well actually <clears throat> uh, when you see the fight in the anime you know obviously it's a bit more cartoonish obviously uh but here when mihawk pulls out his little sword from his necklace just like he does in the anime he's like i'm gonna fight you with this because that's how you know strong i think you really are
0: quote, yeah because strong. it's not the size it's how you use it right right yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> But yo, the fight like when mihawk stops two of zoro's swords the same way like you know just like just like holds them in place right that yeah. happened in the anime they replicated that very well and then as Zoro keeps fighting he brings a third sword he tries to slash him and then Mihawk is like all right time to get serious let me bring out Yoru and then just you actually he didn't even need to bring out Yoru uh he just uses his little sword and he still got him and it was just perfect and I was like oh my god they nailed this this, yeah. is, this is great and then when you know after the fight I mean it's a very quick fight so I should probably say quote unquote fight uh when Zoro was like, "Nope, I don't want to be slashed from the back," because you know it's a uh, the a wounds
0: arc. on the back are the shame of a of a swordman. That's what it's something right. like
1: that. Yeah, and again, that was also from the anime. They held so true to that. Yeah, and Mihawk does his thing and just slashes him, and just like the anime is like, "Nah, it's too soon for you to die." Yep. I was like, Oh, oh! Right in the fields, y- you brought out the nostalgia for me. Like it was just so well done. I was very happy with it. ski what do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, you said it very well as well. They held true to the anime, and this is actually wasn't one of my favorite scenes of this episode, where they did really well with with um, Zoro's fight. As you see, when he was fighting, um, he uses his two sword style, but it's not until he uses three. Sorry, three sword styles when he gets really, really serious. Um, And with his three sword style, he used the three thousand world technique, which basically takes all three of his swords and twirls it. And he does a forceful, forceful thing, like uh, he 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 thrusts through through. Sorry,
0: like a windmill or something.
2: Windmill. And yes, uh, it really brought me to tears when he gave his "I will never lose again" speech to Luffy. And I think that was was one of my favorite moments. Where he raises so, his sword and says, "I will never lose again."
0: So that's the thing. Like I, I feel like like that was the most anime thing to happen in the entire series because that's like that was literally felt like an anime proclamation. And usually, I find that very cringe when it's in a uh, live action compared to an anime. But like for some reason, it just it just worked here. So I thought that was really really cool.
1: It was so good. And then, yeah. I love uh, Mihawk's line here is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna let you go. We need more wild cards in the world." And I'm like, "Whoa!" Yeah, he just
0: let Luffy go. Also, I—I I, not me thinking uh, Mihawk is just a devout Christian because he has this cross that's really just a sword. I'm like, "Wow, man, he 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 loves Jesus," <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be a sword. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of what it was. Uh,
2: even his small ship. Uh, it's like a crucifix, like his sword, his yoru kind of looks like a cross, and mm-hmm. um, his like little boat that he like goes around with is like kind of like a cross. So yeah, like, significance to like Christianity there.
0: That's really funny. Um, all right, so we see this battle, and we see Zoro with these really bad wounds, uh, and they're like, he's gonna be alive or is he? So you know, we're kind of in this thing right now where you know we know he's gonna survive, but where he's hurt and he's hurt pretty bad. He may be out of commission for a few episodes. So we'll see what happens next. Um, But where does this episode leave off when it comes to Sanji? I think they don't really go Sanji doesn't really do anything in this fight, does he? No. Yeah. And I think this kind of, yeah. So I think that leaves off for like the next episode to be a lot more Sanji involved.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And the next episode, we do get a lot more Sanji. I think the episode ends right there with Zoro holding sword up and giving the promise, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which honestly so, a great place to end an episode. So well done, writers of One Piece live action.
2: Uh, well, something that you kind of uh, forgot to leave out that you forgot about is that uh, Geen, which is one of uh, Don Krieg's pirates.
0: Yes, thanks for bringing that up. Oh, the dish
2: they make some. I did forget that. I knew
0: the Sanji thing we were missing. I knew it. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yep. So, Gene is one of Don Creek's pirates and he stumbles upon the ship and he's like, he basically goes to the back of the ship where Luffy and Sanji are talking and he's like, oh, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in days. Please give me some food. Now, there's a difference between the live action and there's a difference between uh, the anime manga. So, in this one, Gene kind of is like a survivor. And the fight has been going on for days, but as we know, in the live action it's only been a couple hours or something, so he eventually gets there. Uh, Sanji whips him up uh, a meal, uh, and he's like, what do you want? He's like, anything. Uh, I'm going to whip you up a corned beef fried rice, and that's exactly the same thing they did with the anime and in the live action. And Gin, uh appreciates this, and he accepts this. Now, Gin had a very small role in the live action, but in the manga and the anime, he kind of fights Sanji, and it's a one-on-one battle while... Wow. You know Zoro's fighting Mihawk and Luffy's doing his thing and, um, uh, and Nami takes the ship so uh, there's a lot of differences and they did take away from this but I think this was a very significant part because Luffy sees him give him the food and it was like hey now you should become my cook of my ship and Luffy gives mm-hmm. him
0: the speech so beautiful solid so solid beautiful. We, we love that. And then, then Luffy stands up to Zeph and says, look at Sanji. Even though you gave him all these rules, a man came in here with no money and he fed him. And then instead of getting angry, Zeph goes, hmm, good kid. So, yeah. you know, there is a thing where Zeph is really hard on Sanji. And it may be because he thinks Sanji is too good for this place. Maybe he thinks Sanji deserves more. And maybe that's just his way of showing it.
1: Yeah, tough love.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You're... Yeah, well, that'll be the next episode. Let's talk about we're,
0: Yeah, we're teetering on some of the stuff that's happening in the next episode. But I think that's all we got for this episode. Anything else we're missing? I think
2: that um, was it, yeah. Well, there's also one thing where uh, Garp, as he's talking to Colby, uh, he's eating his dinner. And as you can see, he eats a lot of meat. Meat, so, yeah. Yep, kind of brings back the relationship with Garp being Luffy's grandfather because Luffy loves meat as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Luffy is definitely not a vegetarian.
1: I have some steak now, man. I'm thinking about that steak he was having. Oh, it looked pretty
0: good. I know. It did. It did look good. They had a lot of good, they had a lot of food at the uh at the baratier. But yeah, that's all we got for this episode, man. Thank you everybody for joining us. And hopefully, uh, you know, I apologize for any technical difficulties in this episode. Uh, I will have all my equipment up and running soon. And that's all we got for today's episode. So until next time, guys, Salam nerds. Peace. I don't know how to turn it off on